I'm just going to go ahead and hit the intro and then whatever you want to do with this okay. on your side, go ahead. Everybody, we are back. It is Safe Don't Lie, your favorite podcast, favorite channel, favorite everything. We are back. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me, at BD Williams 18 for BD. Also, Panda Supplements TDL for 35% off. Make sure you guys support that. Panda Supplements, pandasubs.com. Panda Supplements, use TDL for 35% off your discount. All right, BD. So, uh, you know, we got a lot. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this episode. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about in this episode. Uh, we're, we're going over impact players. Uh, okay, we're doing right. offense and defense, of course. And uh, you know, who, who are the impact players of the year? But basically, I guess it's kind of like our, our is like our, our MVPs type of thing. It's kind of like our a, right. First of all, how did this happen? Because you wanted to do a recap of of all the position groups right yeah, that's that. how yeah. that's how this first started right uh-huh. oh you wanted a great yes you wanted to grade the position groups and when i went through i was like there's really only like a handful of guys that are even good right and then it was even harder to find on your side apparently so yeah, 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 but, yeah. so yeah <laughs> so we just decided to scrap the position grades and just go with the guys who made an impact this yeah. year yeah yeah. For the most part, um, there's probably going to be some guys that are controversial and left off lists. So we'll yeah, tackle mind, those questions. We'll tackle mind. those. Qu- right. We'll <laughs> tackle those questions after. And but then there's also conversation about Derek Carr officially leaving the Raiders or is it official? I guess yeah, yeah, he, he said goodbye. He said, he said he's goodbye. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I, well, we did talk about that a little bit, but there, I mean, it's, it's, it's new ish, right. For this episode. And then also we want to talk about Josh Jacobs being re-signed. If that is a possibility, if that should be the number one priority this off season. Right. So, um, so yeah, so let's, so let's just get into it. Um, we're going to talk about impact players, offense and defense. So why don't we start talking about your thought process here for offense. Okay. You were texting me. You were saying that you were having a hard time finding guys um, to be like that. You can say were impact players. Yes. And when when I was thinking through it, after the guys that you named and that you'll go through, I was having a hard time justifying anyone as well. So just take us to your thought process. Yeah, I mean, because I was like, what is an impact player, right? I I feel like a guy that's like you. You felt like was there every Sunday, made an impact every single Sunday, right? And on offense, I had three, I could only come up with three guys, and that was uh, Adams, Jacobs, and Colton Miller. So uh, those who I, that's who I went with, and we were supposed to pick five guys. And I, I just couldn't stretch it. I just felt like I was stretching if I tried to add in like like a max. So my question, or like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask you about omissions afterwards, right? Okay. okay. I, I definitely agree. Like if you're looking, if you're talking about like struggling to put Mac Collins in there, right? <laughs> yeah. My, my my example is Foster Moreau. Were there times where Foster Moreau made a clutch play this year for the Raiders? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Okay. How many more times did he have an epic gaffe or some kind of mistake? 
it outweighs the good plays. So that's what I did with my with my list, right? If I'm seeing more good plays than bad plays, I put you on the list. Easy, yeah. easy as that. Easy as that. So is that how you did it or what? Yeah, I mean that's basically how I did. It. Yeah, I mean because <laughs> everybody else, I mean, I, I could I could find more negatives in my opinion, but, right? Um, right. You know, it just it just wasn't it it it, it wasn't. I, I feel like I'm like, who am I going to pick? Because I was like, I, I almost thought about doing Jermaine and Luminor, and then I felt like I was really stretching it. Then you're stretching. Then you're stretching. And yeah. then, then what does the list even mean at this point? If you're going to add someone like Jermaine and Luminor, yeah, it it makes the it just toss the list out when you see yeah. when you see a Jermaine right. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, do you want to go ahead and jump into the the breakdown here? How you want to do it? All right, let's let's do it. Let's let's let's, let's I'll do uh my side. We'll get the the uh the t- the side that pays the bills. The, the offense. The bill payer right here. All right. Mark so Keith, number one event. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Okay, so let's start out with Devontae Adams. And this is one of my favorite Devontae Adams plays. We're just going to, you know, talk about this play right here. A little sh- shake. See him shake these guys up. <laughs> Make the catch at the end right there. One-handed catch. See it better on the back end. Well, I mean, Devontae Adams, he had 1,516 yards. 1,516 yards, like I say stuff, right? I think about 100 catches, right? Had his biggest uh, yards per catch of his career, 15 yards per catch. Basically became a deep threat. So all we're going to see today from Devontae Adams is digs and fate. (laughs) So, you know, the excitement uh, coming with uh, Devontae's... Hey, here's a, here's a dig. We're getting a dig here on this one. This, this was nasty. This is just a double shake here. Jake Silverson. Samuel. Oh, I haven't fallen the ground. <laughs> he just did a something Samuel dirty all year, to be honest. See one more time. Oh, double shake right there. Fall on the ground. Uh, look at him. Flipping. <laughs> He's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback. Why you, why you did that to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I mean, Devontae, he did, this This is what he did all year. I mean, he was consistent. I mean, when uh, they were able to be on point, Derek Carr had time. He was able to hit these fades. This is another pretty one. And 49ers, just pure fade. He's really not even open here. He didn't win. But this is a great throw from Jared Stidham. But this is an even better catch. It's the late hands for me, man, on this one. Late hands. Which is, I mean, he's textbook with his hands. Crazy how he does it. Back a little bit. Yeah. Late hands. Ward never knows when the ball's coming. Get your feet down. This is a great throw for Stidham. Good right there. 
everybody's like, he should have threw the Waller, but man, hey. You Beautiful. Get, you, get, <laughs> you have it like that. That's Adams all year, man. And that's why we need a quarterback to make sure this guy stays. I don't know who is, who is going to be. Then here's in the red zone, checking up Kevin Byard. Good anticipation from Carr right there. Lay hands again. Touchdown. I don't know, backside, just watching work. Kevin Byard, man. Just the work him in the late hand. Byard has no idea the ball's coming. No idea. Oh, snatch that ball out the air. Touchdown. Textbook. Everything he does. Textbook. But it, it also comes back to me is um, you know, we haven't been a deep threat. I don't know how that's going to work long term. I, I do want to say that. I don't know how that's going to go. His age, all that stuff. I don't know how that, him being a deep threat. And, you know, because sometimes you have to depend on him to win, too. And he has to win in different ways. You just can't win beating some guy off the line, right? He has to, like, shake you and bake you a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Give you something to kind of make you hesitate so he can run past you. Right. And, he wants you to stop your feet. Yeah, exactly, right? Just like this, when you, when you, you, when you uh, try to, you know, come up. Quick jam. Quick jam, right? And he just, next one, he just backs up, right? <laughs> take, even take a little bit of a false step. Right, do, so he do can not, win. Do not quick jam, Monte Adams. <laughs> and then, and then this, he has no idea the ball's coming. You know, you can see him catch the ball. Don't you see it? Well, that's a. <laughs> He's probably like, wait, what happened? He's like, what the? You don't even see him catch the ball, man. It's crazy. So, I mean, it's crazy. This the stuff that he does with the football, and and you know, it's it was special to watch him this season. Hopefully, we get to watch him again. So. I don't know what quarterback they pick, but it better be somebody that he likes. Sure. For sure. All right. Oh, my bad. My bad. I, I got one more. I, I got one more for you guys here. This is, this is a other favorite plays here on this route. Double team. He's the double team. with the, See, that's what I'm talking about, the little shake and bake. But he's not winning without doing that. See, it just kind of stop right there, a little stutter step. Back a little bit. Stutter step. Uh, then blow past him. And then the late hands. They have no idea the ball's coming. The guy's falling on the floor. <laughs> no idea the ball's coming. Hmm. That's funny. This, that's the same throw that Carr made in the wind. Uh, the last throw. What a sick throw. <laughs> that's the same thing he tried to do. <laughs> All right, now now we go to to the dog, the dog, the other first team All Pro here, who's just just had a monster season with Josh Jacobs, Beast. over two thousand scrimmage yards, twelve touchdowns, just a monster, right? Led the league in rushing, and, and you see some of the, some of the plays here that he made, right? This, this is this is a a great one. This is great blocking too, but this is also patience. You see a little bit of Le'Veon Bell here. Look at this. Yeah, watch one more time. But the patience, right? Setting up the blocks, knowing they're going to win and then hitting that burst, right? And Matt Collins misses his block, but that's okay because Josh Jacobs, you can't tackle him in open field. And Matt Collins tries to block, block, block him in the back, too. I don't know what he was trying to do here, but <laughs> we, still, we still got some yards here. All right. So, <laughs> right, set up on those power runs. Here we go. Another 
right? Now, now we're getting a little power run, a little counter a little bit. Down oh, blocks. Okay, okay. Right? Perfect blocking. But you see, you can't tackle him one-on-one, though. Uh-uh. You ain't getting away from Josh Jacobs. Touchdown. And, and that's that's what, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels likes from all his backs. He likes the, the, uh, the short bursts longer than more than uh, the speed, I right. would say. Likes the short burst more than the speed. So I mean, they really, they really do. Jacobs is the type of back he would draft. So that's that's the thing when you yeah. uh, talk about his, his future. But see here on the crack toss here, it's a, it's a variety. But this is what I'm talking about him just being special because this is a bad block from Johnson, right? Johnson just completely whiffs, but whew, it don't matter, right? And that's what we talk about creating by yourself. He doesn't need great blocking all the time, but she just get. You said rewind that on Jacob Johnson whiffing. Let's see that again. I mean, look at him. He's on the ground. <laughs> but it don't matter. It don't matter. Jacob okay. say, I'm going to make a miss anyways. I'm going to get 10. That's an incredible run. <laughs> That's incredible, bro. It's like this all day. It's like, like this a, all day. Yeah, it's the best run on there so far. There's another one. I really like this one, too. You can set this one up, too. You know, he wasn't good in power, power runs, but this this one's more inside zone here. So you get inside zone, see him find the cutback inside zone, hit, the, hit that quickly, right? This is a great block right there. James. Beautiful. And he just makes to drag those dudes further and further. And then this, this, is a, this is one of my favorite runs too right here against the Niners. Jab step, right? But then make that guy miss, right? And then here, here this one's nasty. Ugh, the dead leg. Ugh. That's why Nick Bosa says the best back he's ever played with, right there. This, this is the play. This is the play that did it. He's like, why? Why would Nick Bosa say he's the best back he ever played with? Here's the play. <laughs> here's the best play he's ever played here's, with. Here's why he said that. He's like, what? What just happened? How do we not tackle him there? Yeah, and that was Josh Jacobs all day, all year. Josh Jacobs all year, but I want to highlight Cole Miller because I think Cole Miller had a breakout season. Somebody got mad at me on Twitter when I said that, but come on, guys, he was not a top ten tackle before the season. Maybe like you know, he was like a, he was like a Derek Carr tackle, like fringe. You know, what I'm saying maybe fifteen, top fifteen, yeah, <laughs> right. But now that dude, I, I don't know, I don't know where you want to put him, but man, he had an awesome year, and I think it was more the end of the year where he's definitely started to get his groove and got used to this technique that, you know, they wanted him to do, which is, you know, this one handout. And I try to show it real quick. See, I put the handout and they kind of want to touch hands. They didn't do that with Tom Cable. Yeah. Right. So this is new to him. It took him a little while to get his hands back inside. We see here, got his hands back inside. He just drives this guy in the ground. And, 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 and I just call him peace around chaos because look at him just dominate, but there's still a guy hitting Derek Carr. <laughs> That's basically it's gonna be a lot of this film. It's just you know him I just like peace around chaos. This, this is another one. This is watch him drive Matt Judon, who's one of the best edge rushers. You just drives him to the ground here. Just pancakes him to the ground. Right? This is here. I remember seeing that on the broadcast. Like, oh dang. Right, and the, but everybody else is losing. <laughs> top ten, top ten offensive line. PFF grade right here. This is how you get it. Top ten. You get a uh, 90 grade right there. By the <laughs> <laughs> Boost the grade. average. 99 grade right there. Here's a 99. 
right? And then we see all the rest. <laughs> top 10. Top 10 OL. Top, top 10 O-line right there. Here, here's some more. We're going to see. It's uh, another good one. Uh, peace around chaos, guys, right here. So let's talk about uh, early in the season, he struggled to kind of get his hands inside quicker. Let's see. Okay, so the I don't know where this hand touching thing comes from. You, I gotta find out. I'm trying to where did that technique come from? I don't know, but I've seen it before. You see, now he gets his hands in quicker, and he's just set. This is that guy's going nowhere, but Jared Stidham still get hit on the opposite side. Peace around chaos. <laughs> All right, here's another one, right? Same, same technique gets his hand inside quicker. Now he's just controlling the guy with one hand, he's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just, it just, he's just one of the best left tackles in football. They got a franchise left tackle. That's, that's what we, he's going to be here for at least 10 years, hopefully, if, you know, if you don't get crazy. Once again, right? Hands inside quick. Look at that. Easy. Power. And Parham just finishes him off. And then Jared Siddham misses to Hunter Renfro for a touchdown. <laughs> and we only don't get nothing out of that. And here's another one. Here's, it gets the run. You see him? You know, he even has a, some good run blocks here. You know what I'm saying? Pushing that guy outside, helping him make in that hole. But like I said, peace around chaos. Look at this one. It's this. Right? Good block her right here. He's setting that up. Look at that. <laughs> Another 90 grade PFF grade right here. For <laughs> Colton. What a block. But <laughs> Derek Carr's getting hit by two guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. That's a that's the kind of that breakdown right there, guys. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so those are impact players. Uh, okay. I definitely, uh, I, I want to give a huge shout out to Cole Miller. You know, I think I give the office line a lot of crap all year, but I really feel like that. Uh, man, I really feel like he had a really good season. So uh, shout out to him. Definitely legit, legit. Uh, you know, player, in my opinion, I think he's yeah. as legit lit tackle you can get. And I mean, I mean they can't, they can't we, let him we go. We saw him going up against good, some good defenses there. We saw him going, going, going up against some good players, right? And yeah, I mean, you could, if you don't believe Marcus, go through the tape yourself and, and watch Colin Miller in comparison to everyone else. You know, I think it's going to be, and again, our system, simple, more good plays than bad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, are, are we saying that? Are we saying that these impact players that you had on the list never had a bad play, never had a crucial mistake? No, it's, we're not saying that. Yeah. We're saying that they're good outweigh they're bad. And it's interesting that you chose those three players. I definitely agree. I mean, Devontae Adams, the skill level that we're seeing on tape is phenomenal, right? Like, right, that's the best tape we're, you're going to see. I don't got anything better on the defensive side. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, I should have gone first, but um, no, but <laughs> but and so it's obvious we can't argue 
um, with Jacobs, you can argue with Devontae Adams, um, and you made a strong, strong case that I agree with with Colton Miller. Now, are you saying that we saw more bad from Derek Carr than good this year? Is that why you didn't put him on this uh, player I mean, list? I mean, I mean, Derek Carr is average, so I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't even say there was more bad than good. I just wouldn't say there was good enough of anything. So sure. it was just average play. I mean, I wasn't I, consistent. I, I, Good enough. No, 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 no. So, he's just, yeah, he's just, he's average. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I personally think he should have finished the season, but I mean, I don't, but no, that's what they thought. He wasn't playing very well, but, you know, they wanted to, they want Tom Brady. So, <laughs> they need that. Uh, they can't, they can't pay him that guarantee <laughs> and go get Tom. So, I get it, but, you know, he just, just, I really hope your plan goes through because, you know, what, 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 the right. thing about Carr is like, man, I'm like he, he's a great bridge QB. Then, um, well, okay, yeah, you can say that. That's fine. He, <laughs> look, bridge QB, and if if they're getting rid of Carr, that means that the next QB has to be uh, has to land. It can't be a bridge QB. If if they're saying Carr was a bridge QB, then the next QB has to be better than Carr. Right, so we have to see a better than average quarterback play. I don't care if it's a rookie. I don't care if it's a veteran. Okay, I don't care if it's a guy that just tried out and it, you know we've never heard of him. He's just working in a factory. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. It has to be better than Carr, or this is a mistake. Right. So, is that possible? Yes, it is possible because, like you said, Derek Carr was average. So there are better quarterbacks. You know, I don't know how many of will be available, right? You mentioned Tom Brady. We'll see if they go that route. Um, but we can save any more Derek Carr discussion for the end of the show. Okay. Um, another another snub that people might have a problem with or might, you know, talk to you, I certainly wouldn't be in this camp. But Matt Collins, are you just a Matt Collins hater? Why didn't you add him to this impact player list? Don't you remember week one? Uh <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, because, I mean, with me, with Matt Collins, Matt Collins is just everything I, I hate about wide receivers. So um, just running the wrong routes, causing things, and people thinking that blaming the quarterback and right. wrong. <laughs> that's why that's, I, I, I'm not the biggest Matt Collins fan. I'm not. I just, I'm, I just, I think there's a lot of better wide receivers they could have picked that could have played that position. I, I get he can block. I get he can block, and he's a gunner. But they definitely need to upgrade wide receiver too, for sure. It, it, blocking and gunner is not wide receiver two. Okay, if you're playing special teams, you should not be starting on offense. If you are the best gunner, okay, are you Cordero Patterson? Like, what are you doing on offense that is that that is that special? Okay, if he's one of the best gunners in the league and he can block his butt off, okay. Sub that man in on run plays and let him play special teams and find a man, find someone who's not going to mess up, right? And I think that the benefit of this conversation, at least about Mac Hollins, is if you study a team, you study a system, you have an idea, you're going to gain a, an understanding of where guys need to be. Okay, if I go pop on some random team. There's there's enough that I'm going to be able to be like, oh, okay, I know what this coverage is, and I know what they're running, and I understand, right? But there might be an instance where 
I'll be like, hmm, I'm not sure what the problem is. There's definitely two guys that it comes down to, but I don't know who it is, right? Mm-hmm. But when I watch the Raiders, I know why. Because I watch them every week and because I study their off- their defense, right? Yeah. So I know I can confidently tell you who was wrong, you know, on, on a certain player, whatever it is. But that's because I watch them. So, yeah. and I study them. So you're telling people who might not study the Raiders at, to the same level that you do. And, you know, go back and watch all of Tape Don't Live. Marcus is going to be telling you all the names of the plays and showing you playbooks and everything like that. So if Marcus is telling you guys that Matt Collins, that's his name, right? Matt Collins. Matt Collins is messing up. Okay. You got to believe him. Okay. You got to believe him. All right. So, because I don't know anyone that watches as much Raiders offense as as Marcus. Personally, I don't know anyone. I mean, you know, there's got to be a, a few people uh, I, that don't work for the Raiders that watch more Raiders offense than you. Right. So if my, again, if you're saying that he's messing up, I'm hundred percent believing you. Um, and even then, uh, I don't even have to know all that. You, you know, you don't have, you don't have to blame everything on car. I understand he's not your favorite quarterback guys. Okay. But not every time that there's a mistake, it's, it's, it's on him. Okay. Sometimes yeah. it's on the wide receiver too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I, I, I know just from watching quarterbacks, I mean, most wide, most interceptions are on the wide receivers. The wide receiver always doing something stupid. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I, I love I love how you broke down and you were transparent about your dislike for Matt Collins. It's pretty good. Any other snubs that you think we should talk about before we move on to the defensive side of the ball here? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I I mean, some people might say the fullback had was an impact because of some of the um, you know, because of Josh Jacobs. Season. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, has, he has some good blocks. There's an argument. There's an argument yeah, to be made but, there. Sure. But, I mean, sometimes he was, you know, we, we talk about more bad than good. You know, sometimes he's right. on the floor. Like, I showed on that one play. It wasn't like. Do you know these stats offhand? Josh Jacobs running um, or rushing averages with fullback and without fullback? Uh, no, not offhand. But, I, I mean, I could pull that up. I mean, I could do like, it would take me a while, though. Nah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if if it was like substantially better with Jacob Johnson, right? Then it's like okay, you could make maybe make an argument there, right? Yeah. Um, but I'd be willing to bet that it's just about the same. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, we saw you know we saw runs in there with Jacob Johnson, and we saw runs in there with Jacob Johnson and missing blocks and Josh Jacobs still doing a great job right so yeah. i didn't see anything from him this year that i was like wow this guy's a serious battering ram you know he's like digging linebackers out consistently and you know he can replace the offensive lineman and who can go to the second level and he can block a big guy or something like that like the, like an elite fullback you know what i'm saying i didn't see anything from him this year that was really eye-popping but i have seen that from me johnson in the past i have so I don't think that I don't think that this year was his best year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there there are some games he was awesome, and there's some you know, it's basically you know, there's some games he wasn't. But right. um, yeah, it was just hard, like impact. Like there's two impactful guys, and they, they made first team all pro. So <laughs> and then one one I thought got super snubbed for the Pro Bowl, and you know I, I'm not gonna say he's all pro because he's not better than like Lane Johnson or Trent Williams. But uh, yeah, you know, all pro uh, means you're the best one. Yeah, you're the best player at that position. Right. So I'm not going to say that. 
But yeah, he definitely should have been a pro bowler. But yeah, I mean, yeah, two of the best players in the position. And we got we got to save money, man. These are the most expensive positions too. So let's we can have one of these guys get stopped. Gosh darn! Can't have the wide receiver and the left tackle going to the pro bowl. You ain't gonna have no money left. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, if they start winning, he'll get pro bowls. But you know, true, hundred percent. Yeah, we've seen we've seen that 2016 the entire offensive line right for right tackle went. Yeah. You know, it's just goal. you win, you go. <laughs> you win, the, the offensive line goes. <laughs> For sure. That's a fact. All right, All right man. All right, so I can – I'll jump into defense here. Okay, we did – we're doing impact players on defense. I, I had a few more than you. You know, um, I, I I was able to find five guys, but we can, we can talk about that. Um, You know, we can and we can have that debate. So here, let me just pull it up. All right. All right. So first, I'm going to talk about Andrew Billings. And the reason why I counted Andrew Billings as an impact player is because, I mean, some of these – some of this tape against the run here that we're going to see from him, he's, you know, lined up nose tackle. He's going to be in the same spot in, um, you know, in this a gap, the entire breakdown, I'm pretty sure. And you see him go back door against that zone and, you know, just completely blow and just wreck that blocking scheme. And this, these were not one offs. He did this a lot this year. Um, he was just incredible player, extremely tough to block against the run. Okay. Again, outside zone. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just beat this guy and get my arm on Derrick Henry. How often do you see a guy like this on Derrick Henry and then be able to hold, grab hold of him and stop him in his tracks? That's pretty rare, I would say. 97, again, A gap on the other side now. We're going to get, they're going to try to reach him outside zone. You would think that a big man like this outside zone is not good. So I just want you to watch. He's on the hash, his foot is on the hash. And by the time he makes his tackle, he's all the way out here on the numbers. He can move. He's, he, you know, you might think he's a, he's a big, fat, ugly guy, but he can move. Okay. He's a big, fat, ugly guy who can move. All right. All right. So don't ever take that away from him. Okay. 97 here again. A gap player. Okay. We're going to get a little pass rush here. Okay. Andrew Billings. So it's, you know, that's probably the best pass rush they had all year. Right. But, he was an impact player. He made, he made some plays. He missed some time because of injury. Uh, but I put him on the list. Now, let's go over Amik Robertson. I think you might be surprised to see him on the list because we talk we talk some trash against about Amik Robertson. You know, you see him give up a, a catch here, long catch here. Was he perfect? Am I saying that he was perfect? Of course not. Okay. He's five foot eight for crying out loud. He's not going to be perfect out here. But what he did. Okay, was continue to be chippy, continue to be competitive the entire season. Okay, um, and even though he started out the season rough, by the end of the year, like they challenge him, they're going to go after him one on one on the goal line. Okay, he jumps in front of this, breaks this pass up. Okay, on the goal line, watch him get in on some big plays, tackles. We saw him make a few impact tackles this year playing on the outside and playing in the slot coming forward 
Okay, but the most impressive thing that Amik Robertson did was he started getting his hands on the football and causing turnovers. Watch the windup and the punch, punch this ball out. Beautiful, incredible play. Okay, another interception that we have from him. Okay, down here, he's going to go hang it in, in the flat, cushion that, get that interception. Um, you know, by the end of the year, Amig Robertson was making more good plays than bad. Um, and, and honestly, by the end of the year, he was the only corner making any plays at all. Uh, so I put him on the impact player list because of that. Now, let's go over Denzel Perryman. Denzel Perryman probably should have been higher, but he just missed a lot of time with injury this year. But the games that he was in, we, we saw Denzel Perryman just from, like, just from last year, right? Like, shooting gaps, making uh, tackles for a loss, having an incredible nose for the ball and understanding of blocking schemes. So against the run, right, Denzel Perryman picked up right where he left off last year. Um, some just incredible – like, this was one of the most phenomenal run fits that you're ever going to see outside zone. And instead of saying, okay, I know this back wants to get all the way out here, so I want to go ahead and beat him out here. He just says, okay, I'm just going to go back to, back, to, uh, back door here. No one does that, guys. No one does that. No one shoots the gap on outside zone. No one shoots the A gap on outside zone. That's the backside A gap, mind you. Not the frontside A gap, the backside A gap. And he makes a tackle on outside zone. That is phenomenal. Incredible play. The back is shocked as well. But also by the end of the year, Denzel Perryman started making some plays against the pass. Like what? I, when I saw this, I was like, what am I seeing right now? I know Denzel Perryman did not just make an interception in the middle of the field, a little run back on top of it. Okay. And then also there are some times where they had the perfect blitz call for him. You see him here. Okay, hit this unblocked, perfect call smacks that quarterback ends up being a catch, but he got a lick on the quarterback. This one, he ends up blowing it up. Same kind of, same kind of thing. Hits the, hits the hole immediately. Times a snap up. It's a good look to get a, a hurry and break up that pass. So he's already making plays against the pass as well. So I do have to put Denzel Perryman, obviously on the list. Um, definitely a lot more good than bad for sure. Now, Deron Harmon is another guy who surprised me a lot. And Deron Harmon was not perfect this year. He, he's not like, I'm not saying he's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Okay, you see him get beat there. He's, you know, there's going to be a little bit of an athletic limitation from Deron uh, Harmon. Okay, but what he made up for, just the absolute savviness, the, the smarts, Okay, watch him here. He's on the line of scrimmage. They're showing cover zero. He wants to bail out. Okay, and they end up throwing a screen. All right, so then he comes back down here. And then let's, we know that, I mean, if you remember this play, you know that a fumble is coming up. But before the fumble, watch his body positioning. We got a vice tackle between 20 and 52 about to happen. And he puts himself right in between 20 and 52. He knows there's only one place for this ball carrier to go. And so he's putting himself in front of the ball carrier. That is how you position your body as a safety. And then just the cherry on top is he punches the ball out. Okay. And the Raiders get it back after quite a few attempts. Now, the other thing that Ron Harmon did was he made some really good plays on the ball this year. And 
this is just an example of you don't have to be the most incredible athlete, the fastest guy out there, the quickest guy out there. Deron Harmon knows the situation and he knows, okay, I know exactly where this guy's going to go because he breaks on the ball and beats the wide receiver to where the ball is actually going. Okay. This is film study here. Okay. This is not just him out there making a play. Okay. He has an idea of where this is going and he gets a jump on it and he starts going there before the ball even comes out. All right. So that's the kind of level of headiness that Deron Harmon brought another coverage play in the middle of the field. This is a beautiful coverage play. So I wanted to add it in here. He's the post safety and we're getting potentially a post. I mean, this could be a shake route. This could go end up going to the corner, but it could also go, end up going to the post. So he's got to honor this. Okay. But then he sees two real rear back and throw it to the short guy. So he comes off and ends up blowing this one up and preventing that wide receiver from hauling in that catch. Okay. So again, Deron Harmon made a lot of plays on the ball. This is another beautiful interception from him. I mean, when you're seeing all this, yeah, you, you might not remember Deron Harmon from play to play, uh, but when, you, when you're seeing all, all the impact plays that he put together, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that he wasn't an impact player for the Raiders, especially what happened to Green Dot by the end of the year. Now, obviously, Max Crosby is the number one guy that we're going to talk about here. Okay, and we saw Max Crosby take a step in his pass rush. Okay, and last year, this is the only move that he ever won on. Okay, right? For like a quick win, like immediate, quick, clean pass rush win. It was this two-hand swipe and around the corner. And that was really his bread and butter. And guys started sitting on that and, and waiting for that. Now, what he ended up doing is he developed some extra counters to his game. And we see him here going for that speed gets underneath the pads and goes for that bull rush and just completely dog walks that guy back into Geno Smith. That is a beautiful pass rush rep. Okay. Here's another one where this is more along the lines of him making a read and a calculated guess. Okay. But we, he shoots the gap here against a play action and gets that pressure. Um, and, and forces an errant throw. So he it, sometimes rushing the passer isn't about great moves. It's just about knowing the situation, getting a great get off off the snap, okay, and trusting your instincts. And you know, in this in this respect, I mean, what move did Max Crosby use right here? There's no moves. It's it's just being explosive and being smart, and he gets a pass rush win, right? Um, and now we're going to see another bull rush. Okay. He goes for the extension. And then this is, this is the, this is what we saw from Crosby, the, the extra step. Okay. He was always a guy that would stay busy and have great effort when he didn't initially win. But now we're seeing him go for the arm over after he doesn't initially win with this bull rush. He kind of gets, um, he kind of get you know, gets knocked back a little bit here and then he goes for the arm over and wins. Okay. So it's another move. It's not just being busy and hustling and having great effort afterwards. It's stringing moves together. Okay. And then we also have another counter here, probably the quickest inside spin rush win of any NFL player this season. 
out here against 77, beats him inside. And the pansy refs don't want Patrick Mahomes to get suplexed, so they blow the whistle, right? So pass rush, he took steps forward this year, Max Crosby, okay? And he was impactful pass rusher in years past, right? But where he took the biggest step forward, in my opinion, was against the run because can, we can't really say, like, Max Crosby is the best pass rusher in the NFL, but I don't know if we can say that there's a better run defending Defensive end in the NFL, the Max Crosby. There isn't. Okay, so, I mean, and I have not watched all 32 teams, but if you can find me a guy who's doing all the stuff that I'm about to show you, Max Crosby was doing every single game, okay, it's it's really not fair. And, like, this is, this is literally Max Crosby just destroying a blocking scheme. We got two guys, okay, and he's going to go ahead and olay this guy, make him miss. Like what? That is not a thing. Okay, you're supposed to you're supposed to go heavy inside, wrong arm this guy. Max Crosby's like, no, nah, I'm just a better athlete. I'm just gonna give him a little euro step and get underneath him. Okay, trust me, no one teaches guys to do that. That's just Max Crosby being a beast. Okay, here's another one. Again, smarts, instincts, going for the inside move. We got that blitz off the edge. We can go for this inside move. Okay, and blows this blocking our you know entire run play up against one of the best backs in the NFL. You know, oh here, I gotta stop the screen. So Max Crosby, he took some strides against as a pass rusher. We saw him improve as a pass rusher, and then turn into a completely savage, dominant run defense, uh, run stopping defensive end. You know, so. I, I had to highlight his run defense as well. Obviously, he was by far, you know, made the biggest impact of any defensive player this year uh, for the Raiders. You know, uh, but, th- you know, that being said, I had to give some of those other guys some love to on the list. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I mean, you showed the film. I mean, those guys made some uh, some great plays. So, I mean, Billings had a, had a good year. He did. Um you know, and Harmon had a surprising year, definitely better than anybody thought he would play. So, and, and then, you know, I, I, as I say, I like how Meek played because, you know, Meek made, he just what he did. He made plays, at least. He made plays. He, he made plays. You, right? You, you give up that, you show the, the Paris Campbell, you know, maybe you give up a bad play. But hey, if you're making picks and you're causing fumbles and you're <clears throat> running back touchdowns, you know what I mean? You, you're making yeah. an impact by, you know, making plays. And that's crazy playmakers straight up you don't have a lot of guys making plays on defense when they need a play yeah and, you know you may, maybe you didn't get that from you know meek this year or you know um you got that from Harmon a little bit but yeah it, it, it's, it's more what's sad man you, you just didn't show any like any young guys I, I guess that's kind of so many young guys on defense i mean you really didn't show i mean besides meek robinson i guess but you know there's other young guys in this team that you know, like Nate Hobbs or Trayvon Morag, right? You know, that you want to yeah. define Diablo. Well, I can talk. I can talk about you know some of those guys. I mean, um, I'm hoping that Nate Hobbs just was struggling to come back from injury. You know, but finding a good play from him in the last half of the season when he came back it was almost impossible. So I couldn't add him to the uh, list. He got beat so much. Um, even guys like. Anthony Avery, every single play that he came in, he got basically got beat. Um, Sam Webb got beat a ton, you know, and it's just basically like every every game I'm watching, it's Max Crosby makes a play, 
and then the corner gets beat outside for a big catch. You know, Andrew Billings makes the run stuff. Denzel Perryman makes the run stuff. It's third and seven. Guess what? They're going back after that corner again, and he gives up the first down. So, you know, it was it was struggle. It was a struggle to watch that. And Nate Hobbs was included at the end of the year. He was one of those guys who was getting targeted and giving up those plays. So I couldn't add Nate Hobbs on the list, and I am disappointed in that. Hopefully, it was just an injury thing. And then, uh, as far as Trayvon Merrick goes, Trayvon Merrick also had just about as many good, solid coverage plays as Deron Harmon did, where he's making a play on the ball, right? And, uh, you know, great body positioning and, and, you know, and all that stuff. And and in my opinion, we saw Trevor Merrick improve as like a box player. We saw him make some plays uh, against the box. Like I was like, oh, Trevor Merrick, he's flying through, you know, through the hole there and, and, and hitting that back or whatever it is. So we saw him take, make an improvement there, but there was just weight. Like Deron Harmon was not getting beat like every single game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like there was an equal amount of bad plays for Trayvon Merrick as good plays. And for Deron Harmon, there was just like a small handful of bad plays. You know, it was just just a couple bad yeah. plays. So, that, so that's why I had to do it for Deron Harmon and not for Trayvon Merrick. But, you know, if Trayvon Merrick cleans up some of that stuff that he's struggling with, I mean, he could definitely be considered one of the, uh, you know, amongst one of the better coverage safeties. And I'm not talking about like the Jesse Bates and, and, you know, like the marquee safeties. I'm talking about like the Anthony Harris's and the Marcus Williams types where they're coverage safeties, right? Uh, Merrick, if he takes a step forward and cleans up uh, some of his technique, I think he could be like in that class of guy, but we'll see about that. Okay. All right, man. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, defense, defensive guys and the, um yeah yeah i mean the only thing i'll say is after those five guys that i talked about you might see a little bit of Chandler jones and a little bit of cleaning furl making a play right but no one else was making plays after those five guys they were all getting beat or just running around out there so the raiders have five six maybe seven guys on defense that are okay and then then they're like i don't know what they're going to do this offseason but there's a Ton of holes. So, so uh, I know people, some people might ask you about Rocky Sin. Yes, Rocky Sin, an impact player. Rocky Sin, I like Rocky Sin. I'm a big Rocky Sin fan. Okay, Rocky Sin was definitely if he played the way he played like the first five weeks of the season, if he like kept that consistency throughout the entire year, definitely he would be an impact player. But he was not consistent at the end of the year. It was like super up and down for him. Like he would have some bad games and then he would, he would be having some bad games where maybe he made like a couple of good plays in those games where he was like still giving up like 70 yards or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it was just not consistent enough for Rocky scene. But again, you're going to get beat as a corner in the NFL. Like, who are you? Right. Who are you? Are you Deion Sanders? Like you're going to get beat. Right, he got he got beat too. I mean, you're two hundred dollars. Right, right. You're gonna you're gonna get beat. You got to make plays. Okay, and are we seeing Rocky scene? You know, punching the ball out and making interceptions. You know, doing all that stuff. Right. Um, not to the same extent as Amik did for the Raiders, especially in the last half of the season. Could you imagine Deion Sanders with PFF grades and them trying to say his PFF grade was low? <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he gave up separation. Twenty-five year old Deion Sanders with first PFF. <laughs> he would have ruined PFF. He would have called them nerds and stuff. He would have said, "He would have said, yeah, I got no women. Yeah, I got no women.' Yeah, 
he would have said one thing, and PFF would have been loser town after that. <laughs> it already is. Uh, yeah, that's funny. All right. Uh, hey, man. Our, our, our boy Matt Holder, he, he's the PFF. Yeah, yeah, all, right. all the way up. Front of the that? show. Front of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show, uh, so <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, last thoughts. Uh, of course, Derek Carr is mm, yes. This is oh, he gone to to wherever he's gonna go. Uh, they, they got a they got a month to trade him. Hopefully, they have a plan to do that. Hopefully, they had something already to go. Something tells me they didn't, but hopefully, they did. Um, because if not, they got to cut him. And get nothing out of it, which I think is probably going to be what Derek Carr wants. They want to get cut. They, that's what they want. Yeah. They want to get on the open market and have Tim teams bid for him. Yeah, um, right. And you know, that's what his agent wants. Yeah, right. And yep. And everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you know, that's not gonna happen." But it happened to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had like three teams on the phone. He was going back and forth. He was messing with them. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, they're gonna want Derek. I mean, the Jets already said they want a veteran quarterback they're gonna sign one right so you know maybe he'll, he'll get some get some good no. money or go play the their, their car is is not mentally strong enough to deal with new york media i'm sorry <laughs> you think if, you, you, if you block people on twitter because you don't like their opinions oh my god these new york reporters literally like Half the time they're getting fired for stalking these players. Okay, these guys are nuts. Okay, read read about the Jets reporter who lost access. Read about that guy. What is his name? Manish or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? Manish. Yeah, yeah. Manish. I don't know. I don't know how you say that. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, like these guys are nuts over here in, in New York. So, like, if if oh, if the Oakland press was was too much for him, and he had to mute some of these guys and block some of these guys on Twitter, oh my God, he's not ready for New York. Yeah, Rich Samini, Rich Samini, all this. But well, with New York, they, they don't have they don't have a uh, they don't have to uh, sign it with the team. Like the, the media has like their own kind of union, right. so they can ask whatever they well, hell they want to ask. There's no softballs. Uh, uh-uh, you ain't getting the softballs. They can argue with you. They can argue with you, and you know, right? <laughs> they, they're they're not afraid of losing access, which exactly. is actually pretty cool for them. That's because that's why I'm always scared to if I go to those Josh McDaniels press conferences, I'm asking too much of a football question because I want to ask him, you know, what are you doing, Braden Brown? Like, so you just like nobody asked him that. So like, we get as soon as he said the young players, there's just so many questions I would have bounced off of some of the things he said. Like, we're going with the young guys. I would have asked. So since you're going with the young guys, are we going to see Britton Brown or like what, what's what's your white right? out there? Yeah. Yeah, what, what what's your value? Like, what what is how's he been looking at practice? Is there is there a reason why we haven't seen him and he's been an, inactive and not put back on the practice squad? You know, what are you stashing him for? That's what I want to know. That's a serious question. I also want to know why Darren Waller lost snaps. That, that pissed me off. Nobody asked that. Nobody was wondering. That wasn't a thought process. We're so stuck on Derek Carr. He just behind Derek Carr getting benched. He just slowly had Darren Waller playing less snaps yeah. than Foster Moreau. Like, I honestly, I, I can't even watch these press conferences anymore because it, there's nothing substantial that comes out of them. I'm not wasting my time listening to the same things being said over and over again. Um, so it's it's definitely not helpful for me. I don't know about you, but uh, I stopped listening. 
Yeah, you know, I get the transcripts. I, I mean, I, I get it sent to me every day. So yeah, I, I get I get the transcripts too. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll read through it, but I, I stopped listening to it because <laughs> I'm not getting anything out of these guys. It's just uh, uh, again, it's like they certainly played. You know, they we got to tip our caps to them. You know, and like, oh, yeah, we certainly tried this and it didn't work. And like, okay, great, man. Play, we played really hard. Yeah, and, uh, or, or uh, <laughs> when I posted on the shorts, <laughs> you forgot to play. Yeah, so I was dying. That was like, good. That was good. Like, Did that blow up? <laughs> no, it did because a lot of people. You know, you, we got some McDaniel stands out here. That's that's going over people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got um, yeah. So I think I think, but this conversation that we're having about Derek Carr, let's back up. The um, the conversation really is about what they're going to do, okay, going forward here. Like, yeah. what's the next step? And maybe that's going after a veteran. Maybe that means. Tom Brady, that is a possibility, I guess, because there's a connection there, right? Like Ziegler and McDaniels are from the Patriots, right? So there's a connection, right? Um, any other veterans that are available that you think would be a good option? Uh, I mean, who? I mean, the, the, Jimmy G's another guy they're talking about, but I really hope they don't do that. It's mm. a waste. We're not the Niners. So, um, no, and he's on the same system for six years. I don't know how long the hell, how, how the hell long he's been in Shanahan system, like six seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know he read the system, but man, that's like, yeah. like basically going to live in Mexico, learning Spanish, never talking to English to anybody ever again. And then coming back to America and making sure you have your English, uh, back to, back to normal, right? You're going to forget a little bit of English. You're going to be more entrenched with your Spanish living in Mexico. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of adjustment for him. Also, he's not a stand tall in the pocket guy and get hit. Take and Plus, if he does that, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> so McDaniels, McDaniels' run game, I don't think it's diverse enough. And, you know, Jimmy G is a quarterback who relies on play action. And does Josh McDaniels run a ton of play action? No, he doesn't. Um, and then also, like, if we're just looking at talking about that style of quarterback that he plays and that style of offense, you also need a an elite defense, honestly. To otherwise, your offense will just not score enough points. Like you, you're just not. It's just not going to work. You're not going to get enough at bats, right? Like yeah. you need a defense to to give you like three three and outs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and you probably win the game because your offense is going to be out there for so long because you're running the ball. But that's not how Josh McDaniels' offense even works, A. That's closer to how a John Gruden offense works. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have close to a defense. Anything that resembles San Francisco. So, yeah, we can't, we can't bring Jimmy G in and expect to see, like, something similar than what we've seen. No way. No way. No, exactly. So, uh, it, it would be bad. But, I, I mean, a, a guy I wouldn't mind that uh, – People would probably be bothered with this. It's Jacoby Brissett. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I wouldn't get excited, but I wouldn't mind it because I thought he played pretty well with Cleveland this past year. Um, he looked all right, you're saying? What's up? Yeah, he, he, looked, he, all, he looked played right. pretty well, man. I mean, he played better than Deshaun Watson did. They shouldn't have benched him. Maybe if they didn't bench mm-hmm. him, they might have had I a see, playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, ESPN QBR, he was top 10 before he got benched. Uh, Interesting. So, I mean, he had a pretty good season. Uh, okay. How old is Jacoby Brissett? Oh, that's a good damn question. Have, have we seen? Have we seen um, 
a have we seen a quarterback like in their like what sixth year or something like that like all of a sudden elevate their game to be like amongst one of the top 10 elites or something like that have we seen that before Geno Smith you can make an argument Geno Smith I mean definitely stats wise um at what point you know did you know, Kurt Warner was like an arena. Rich so Gannon. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. And Rich Gannon stylistically is very similar to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, but Rich Gannon had John Gruden, and, you know, so. Which is better for Jacoby Brissett types, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he played pretty, uh, you know, he, he didn't play bad, man. He played pretty well. That's. That's interesting that you're saying that. I'll have to go watch him if that's the case. If the Raiders sign Chico Brissett, I'll watch. I'll yeah, watch he, quarterbacks for the first time in years. Um, you know, just to get my own opinions on. I mean, I'll watch whoever the whoever the Raiders quarterback is. I gotta watch. You know, uh, I'm not gonna watch every single free agent or rookie on offense, but I will watch the quarterback. You can rest assured. So I'll have my own opinions on that. Uh, so I'd like to, I'd like to see Jacoby Brissett, but. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be like super optimistic or excited. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be excited. I mean, there's Mac Jones too. Mac Jones is a possibility if they trade for Mac Jones. He's done. Mac yeah. Jones is a little bit more. There's more optimism there because he's younger, right? But yeah, yeah. But I'm just just percent over Mac Jones. I do have a secret veteran though. Just this car as a trade piece. Ryan Tannehill is my secret okay. veteran, my sleeper, um, just because. He played in this offense with Ryan Gates and uh, sorry, Adam Gates. Gates, right? yeah. Right. Adam Gates was wide receiver coach uh, under Josh McDaniels in Denver and then became the uh, offensive coordinator running his yes. offense with right. uh, Peyton Manning, right? So Ryan Tannehill yes. does have a little bit of history in the offense and he does like to stand in the pocket and take hits and he doesn't care. So I think that's something that Josh McDaniels would like. He's definitely going to stand in there and throw that 20-yard dig and not care if he's about to get smashed in the face. So um, right. I think that's going to be a factor for him. I, I do like maybe it's just a sleeper guy. They do like a swap trade trade because that's why I really think they want to do. If they trade a quarterback, they want to. I think they want to swap. That's probably their ideal thing. They want Tom Brady or a swap, right, if they can't get Tom. And I think that's a clean swap to me that both teams would like. Like a team would want to move on from Tannehill and then you can that, send, send Derek. Raiders would get fleeced. <laughs> Stop talking about this right now, bro. I, I'm just saying. I swear yeah. to God. Uh, that would be extremely upsetting. Look, you, you're, ta- you're talking about Jacoby Brissett. You're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. You're talking about Ryan Tannehill. They would suck in this offense, bro. You got to throw outside the numbers like Fifty percent of the time, are you kidding me? Those guys would suck in this offense. So, I, I uh, just, Ryan Tannehill did suck in this offense. You got that right. He did. Yes, we literally have. To <laughs> I'm build just saying, it's, it's just a sleeper veteran. Is like because Tannehill, he's played in the offense before. He's just a sleeper veteran. It's just, I, it's, it's just. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe if they did a swap, they swap. It, it, it better be a swap Tannehill. and picks. It better be a swap and picks. That is not that is not a, a fair trade. It, it could be like Goff and uh, but uh, Goff and Stafford. Bro. Okay, right, right, something like that. Okay, right, because I mean, it's kind of same situation. Stafford wanted out. I mean, the Lions wanted to kind of move on from Stafford and start something new. What about Stidham? What about Stidham? 
Uh, I, I mean, because I, we didn't we didn't cover this. We didn't cover this properly. We didn't cover this. You were down on Stidham after the um, after the 49ers game. Okay? Yeah. And people were like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Well, how was the play calling bad? They scored how many points? They scored 17 points. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they're so they're saying all this stuff. And did did he come back down to earth after he has a week of film? The second right? half, the second half went to the Chiefs game. Yes. Yeah. The whole, the, how they played the second half is the whole Chiefs game. Yes. yes. So think about this, guys. We talked about this on the show. Okay. Sudden quarterback change. That's what happened to the 49ers. They needed some time to figure out Stidham. It only took them half a game. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now the rest of the NFL probably knows and has seen enough. Okay. But for the people who are out there that are thinking, hey, maybe Stidham's the quarterback of the future, without saying your opinion on if you think that should happen or not, if that were to happen, what should the Raiders like expect? What would he need to improve on to be, you know, a guy that's better than average? He's got to go through his reads, man. It just, just doesn't go through his reads at all. This is big. One read and go. One read is not yeah. there, though. Like one time he had, uh, like, they tried to set up uh, against the Chiefs. Chiefs played totally different defense. You know, they, they wouldn't cover seven on that boy. They, they, he wasn't ready for that. Um, so there's doing some like a lot of switching. Juan Thorhill, he would like play brackets, like he would play all verticals for Devontae while the other guy would play underneath. So there's one play where they did like a they kind of set it up pretty nicely from the look that if you get Devontae on the wheel, right, you're you're gonna have it one on one. But Thornhill, the guy stayed, Thornhill came on top, Stidham, if he went through his if he just went through his progression, he had a clean pocket, he had Darren Waller wide open, cruising. Yeah. Right. right. It, but he's 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 just tunnel vision. And that's how, what he was. And I think that's a big yeah. problem. So, so Jared well, Stidham so had so Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So we saw a lot of cool runs. Like, yes. like oh my God, it's a dope run. Oh my God, look at him using his legs. It was really his runs was a tunnel vision go. Yeah. Right. Process over results. Definitely important to think about over any position quarterback, process over results. And when when you're looking at a guy running around, okay, that's great. Yeah. And sometimes that is the best play. But so a lot of times when a quarterback is a running like four yards, there was probably a better play than that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe the four yard run was the best play. Maybe. But it happened a lot. He had Devontae wide open one time over the middle. He ran for nine yards. I mean, it looks cool. He had Hunter Renfro open in the, in the, I mean, he had, he, he missed three touchdowns alone in the San Francisco game. Okay. Like you're saying, look how many touchdowns he had. He should have had seven touchdowns. What do you mean? <laughs> look how many seven. touchdowns he had. He should have had way more. He was get, get passing up open touchdowns left yeah. and right in that game. I, so, I, I, give, I give him props though. Cause on the podcast, he went on, he said that, said that I, I did put a 50. I was mad. Right. Yeah. You were right. Jerry. Yeah. I'm happy. He recognized that. Cause I yeah. was like, yeah, I should have put a 55 on him. I was mad. We didn't, we didn't play well in the red zone. So yeah. I, I did like I – like, I liked him from his interview. I think he can get better. But it's more to me about what Jared Stidham. I would say this, is that Josh McDaniels thinks he's Tom Brady. And that's my problem. Like, if you see a one-read guy, right, he's a one-read and go. Okay? That's what you, and he's that's athletic. What you got to win with. He's athletic. Right? Use his damn <laughs> – Hell yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I don't understand, man. It, was just, it, was just, it didn't make any damn sense. Like, you got to the red zone this past game again. You couldn't score. I didn't see one zone read. You could do that quarterback draw, zone read, yeah. right? Right. You Come on. Lead draw. You know what I'm saying? Get him out on a little zone read. The pin okay, get him out there on a little, yeah. Get him the out there on a little speed, speed option. <laughs> Throw something out there. First of all, what do you care if Jared Stem gets hurt? Right. So run that boy. Yes. And, and, my, and my thing is, is like you have Brian DeBall, right? Who runs your offense. He, he came, comes from you. He runs your offense. And he, he, is has two two guys running for 700 yards. He has a franchise quarterback last year, not this year. Yeah. He had a franchise quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he was still running him. Okay? So if Dable doesn't care about Josh Allen getting hurt, Jerry Stidham can run the ball, guys. Gosh darn it. So, like, let's, let's keep it real. 100%. That is a great, great comparison. Daniel Jones... You know, I, I don't want to get into all that because there is some positives for Daniel Jones. But really, the biggest positive is he's like six foot six. And, he, you know, once he starts getting up to speed, he can like 30 miles per hour or something like that. Like he's a gazelle. Right. Yeah. So it takes a while to get up to speed. Don't get me wrong. It's not like two steps like Lamar Jackson. You know, it's like 10 steps. Yeah. But, um, you know. You see, you see a guy who can do that. Oh, Dable's like, okay, I'm gonna use that, right? Like, that's smart. So, you know, I, I'm I'm with you. Having your offense and not telling your offense to Derek Carr, not tailoring tailoring your offense last two games of the season. Like, okay, it's okay to run something that's not your play, Josh. Okay, like you didn't, you don't have to have run it for 20 years to call it in a game. It's all right. All right. Like, you can call a new play, right? Like to do to to not tailor your offense and just call the same thing. The way that we saw Devontae Adams be used, bro, are you kidding me? Fades and digs and posts. <laughs> I don't even want to get into this. Because because people because people like you know we we focus on Derek Carr so much this year. Like people just ignored everything else. Like you you had Devontae Adams. <laughs> as your deep threat. He averaged for 15 yards for, for completion. You, you had him running three routes, guys. He was running three routes. He ran fades, digs, and a post. Like he was Randy Moss. And he, he did the hand-up thing. That is, an, that is an egregious misuse. Misuse of a premier route runner and, you know, all pro, best technician at his position to limit what he does best and say, hey, extrapolate that on over only three routes for the majority of the game. Come on. You're doing everyone disservice. So yeah, Josh McDaniels is not it. And until he proves otherwise, I'm down on the Raiders because of Josh and because of Dave, we didn't get into Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs getting re-signed. So we'll get into that next episode. Uh, I'm done talking about, I'm done talking about Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I mean, he's fed up, man. He's he's fed up. I mean, I, I feel it though, because I was like, "Are we really like how long can this last, Devontae Adams?" That's my thing. Like, as he gets older, are and I know he's a great route runner, but we saw it this year. Like, sometimes he's not going to separate, and then you got the Steelers who are like, "Okay, you, all you do is run fades, so I'm just going to sit back and play your fade." And I know if I press you, 
based on your system, you're running. You're, you're going. Yeah. yeah, Right. So if I come and press you, I can control that. I can control what you do and how I can control Devontae Adams just by pressing him because he's going fade. Devontae Adams, you press me and I have a fade adjustment. Right. And that's what a lot lot of started happening. Him and Derek Carr doing these low percentage passes. Right. Oh, yeah. Or and early, it's just like killing, killing drives. That would kill their drives for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, because 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 it goes both ways. Like I'm playing quarterback, I look to my left and I see Devontae Adams has a one on one and press coverage. Man, I don't give a damn what's happening on the other side. I'm gonna try to make that happen because yes, that's my guy, right? And, and so it puts them in a tough spot. So they have him only one and run route and you know, but mixing it up. So again goes back to Josh McDaniels. He's realizing, okay, teams are dictating what we're doing and getting and getting us into a low percentage throw, right? We gotta we gotta make an adjustment. Right? Like, okay, we're not gonna run um we're, we're gonna run speed out against press, you know, like this week or whatever it is. So for them again, not to adjust, right? That's on Josh McDaniels. He needs to he needs to realize yeah, you want Carr and Devontae Adams be like, oh, I got one-on-one and I'm pressed on the outside and there's safety in the middle of the field. I'm open on the outside, right? Like, that's how it should feel, right? But if that's, like, mm. every single play, all you have to do is force them to, you know, into 50-50 balls all game is just line up and cover one and press Devontae Adams, you know what they're going to do. You know, and they don't have the offensive line that can sit back there and protect for that kind of play all game long, so... That's if that's we, what we can force him to do. We'll do it. Josh McDaniels not ever realizing it, right? So, again, that's on Josh McDaniels. Derek Hard, yeah. Go to Adams, like, go try to throw a fade, okay, against a random person, okay, and see how hard that is to complete that ball, okay. You can have some random guy, just you see him out there at the park, say, hey, cover my friend. I'm going to try to throw a fade on you. I'm guaranteed you're not going to complete that. NFL regulation hash marks, no one. You're not, you're not completing that. Okay, it's the hardest thing to do. And yeah. 55% police percentage. There you go. All right, man. Uh, we're out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, definitely, you know, give you guys some content, different some conversation. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the impact players and uh, what's going to happen going forward. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, BD doesn't get upset. We don't trade for Ryan Tannehill. You know, we want BD to stay, BD to stay on the show, and uh... <laughs> instant retirement. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, check the membership. You know, I got some uh, stuff up there. CJ Stroud, even though he hasn't declared, he ruined my draft breakdown. So I'm gonna move on to other people. I'm doing some uh, some Brian Breesy this week and some Anthony Richardson. So check that out. Um, nice, you know, and so. Uh, be on the lookout, guys. Peace. Peace, y'all.